It is New Year's weekend and dropping this episode early, so I'm excited to get it to you before we hit 2024. It is a great discussion between me and Anthony Domenico, who's been on the show before, so I will get right to the episode for you, but I do want to remind you that my Holiday Jumpstart Coaching Sale is still going on. In the show notes is the link to all the different programs that I have and the discounts that you can get until January 5th. So check that out if you are interested in some one-on-one coaching to help you with accountability as you head into 2024. And now let's get on with the episode. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet. And it's it's New Year's time, so we're taking a... a de- a little bit of a departure from normal format. I'm not bringing on a new guest today. I'm bringing a returning guest, and we're not really bringing him back to rehab. He's been on the show, and he's been on the show to update himself. Like he's, you, you know him if you're a regular listener. But I thought it would be good for us to have a discussion just about New Year stuff and coming through the holidays and all that jazz, and talking about getting psyched for 2024 because. He is a high-energy cheerleader when you talk to him all the time, like pleasant as all can be, so I'm just excited to have him on the show. His name is Anthony Sunshine Domenico. Ant, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. That's me, high-energy, sunshine, You are like personality a, plus. It, it's cloudy here in San Diego today, but I knew talking to you would be like, you know, the dew on the flowers in the morning evaporating yeah. like the bright rays of sunshine that come from you every time we talk. Yeah, you know, I'm just getting off a weekend doing comedy, yelling at children uh, in the hallways. It's a ray of sunshine. Well, the, the funny thing is the, the yelling at children in the hallways had nothing to do with the weekend of comedy. It was just your one of the things you like to do is go to buildings and yell at children on the weekend. Yeah, I just go to random buildings in New Jersey where I was doing comedy and just uh, yell at some children running by. How was that? So those shows were right before Christmas, right, that weekend? Yeah, it was the twenty third. It was the twenty second and twenty third. They were great. Uh, I had a blast. Uh, the crowds were awesome, and uh, it was a nice way to you know kind of lead into Christmas. But you know, I had a lot of last minute things to do, which I had to do. I did some of it there actually, and then when I got back to Long Island, I, I finished up because I'm always last minute. All right, well, that that when people are pulling you in all different directions, trying to get you to perform and cheer them up. Like, you yeah. gotta, you got to sometimes take time for yourself and get things done. How was your holiday? That's true. It how was were, awesome. How were things it, with it the DiDomenicos? It's great, you know. With those with the kids, you know, um, so watching them on Christmas is, you know, to me, it's about, you know, you, you know um, it's not really. Uh, and as you get older, you know, Christmas, you know, my, my dad said it, um, and it was my dad's not usually. He's not a, my dad's not a miserable guy. He's very, you know, he is more upbeat than I am, and he's very pop. But he, when he sometimes he just says things that just hit, and it's like, wow. He said that Christmas is a reminder for him that things will never be the way that it used to be. Um, you know, uh, having we, lo- you know, we lost, you know, I lost my mom back in two thousand eight, and it, you know, Christmas hasn't been the same because you look back, you know, she was the one who made all the holidays and this, but. You, you, you find a way, like, you know, to move on, not move on from that, but just, like, you know, to keep other traditions alive, and that's where the kids come into play, because, you know, that's what it's about now, and that's what, you know, I focus on, and so I don't get, like, you know, really down in the dumps, I, I just focus on, like, 
you know, like Christmas Eve, I was I had the NORAD tracker on, like telling them what Santa Claus was every five minutes. They were getting into it and just seeing how excited they were leading up to it. And then Christmas morning, then just like, you know, with everything all over the place, it's that's what it was about to me. And um, that's what Christmas is now, is more about being an uncle and, and watching the kids enjoy it. Because as you know, it, it that doesn't last long either. You know, before you know what they're teenagers, right. they don't care. No one. But would you say like right now, the, the kids help you keep moving forward? Yes, they they help me keep moving forward as uh, the name of the podcast. Which uh, I, I, always, I, I always yeah no I, I I'm I'm being funny and not funny at the same time you know like is this stay no, on is, brand? <laughs> yes, so you know what somebody had to stay on brand because I, I won't mention it in you know probably the whole podcast unless you did. Uh, but no, it's true. They always you know whatever sliver of track I'm trying to stay on, it's it, they're definitely a motivating factor in it. And push, you know, push me to, to be better because, you know, it's, I, I do, I want to, you know, not to get all like morose, but I, I, I do want to be around for everything. I, I do want to see everything they're going to do. I, well, you know, I'd love to, you know, want to be at their weddings and, and hopefully one day see them become parents. Those are all things I would love to see. Um, you know, I'm, I don't have kids of my own. I live vicariously, you know, through that, through them, you know, they're, you know, they're the closest thing to it. Having kids that I'm gonna that I'm gonna have, so I I um, I'm very close with them, and you know my life is a is a big part of theirs, and theirs is a big part of mine. No, I think, and it's funny because you know not not to tangent away from even our purpose for talking tonight, like, but it's that idea, you know, sometimes because often people will say like, if if you're gonna get healthy, you're gonna lose weight. It's gotta be for you, you know. It's gotta be for you. It's you know, if it's not for you you know, you're never going to do it. And I think there's some truth to that. But I think the real truth is that doing it for yourself isn't as nuanced as I want to do it, you know, or isn't as simple as I want to do it. You know, it's about, you know, and it's one of the things that, you know, came up for me when I first got this relatively, you know, leg of the journey going in, in 2017 was related to family issues. And I remember having that like internal discussion, like, am I doing this because of something I, it's something I feel like other people want me to do, or am I doing it because I want to do it because of who I want to be for other people? You know, like it's, it's not just about losing weight for other people. It's about be, wanting to be that person who's there for other people or be that person who's present for other people. And the reality at the end of the day is like when you're significantly overweight, you, you need to, you're not going to be there. You know, if, if, no. if there isn't a change, if there isn't that work. No, absolutely. And it is, it's, you are doing it for you, but it's also in a way selfish not to do it for other people. Like, you know, cause it's, you know, I, I saw, like, and I've talked about this in the past, you know, what my, my family went through losing my mom very young and, you know, I would hate to put them through that, any kind of type of thing like that. And, um, not to get so down and everything, no, but, no. you know, it's, um, it's real. It's you know, it's real thoughts that go through your head. It's real, and the holidays bring that on. Especially, I think if you lose somebody, you know, they're not around anymore. It, it brings it more to the forefront. And I'm gonna tell you, it was it, it's a tough month. It's I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. You know, the Christmas month is a tough month. Um, you know, and like I said, getting through it, my family is what helps me get through it. Doing comedy helps me get through it. You know, um, just doing the little things that I do for self care. You know, whether 
sit and watch a hockey game and have a cigar. Those those are things that get me through it. And um, you know, at the end of the now it's you know it's 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 crazy all that build up and then it seems like five minutes it's done. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Christmas came and went, and now we're focusing now on a new year. You know, another year has passed, and it's ins- it's just it, it's insane how fast it goes by. Like you said, twenty seventeen, you started your journey. Mm-hmm. I did too. Like that was the first year I really I, I started as well. And you know, it, it's crazy. It's like how is that that long ago already? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and that's it, yeah. No, I mean that's the thing we I say all the time to people is time's going to pass anyway. Like whether we're whether we're working on anything in our lives at all or not. Time's going to pass anyway, you know, and, and pops is that too. Yeah. And there's, there's so much like, I think a lot of people out there listening can probably relate to this idea that there are times where you can really significantly look and say, especially when you're someone that's either been like on a weight loss, waking roller coaster or working on these issues or dealing with this or have been significantly overweight to the point that it affects your interaction with the world, which a lot of people that have been on the show, you know, have dealt with, I've dealt with, you've dealt with like, it's easy for that time to slip away and for you to look and be like, did, what did I even do? Did I even do anything this year? Like anything of real, you know, you have interactions with people and you, you work and you do, you know, you go through the motions, but do I feel like I move myself to, you know, any, any way at all closer to where I want to be this year, you know, and, or this decade, you know, or this, this, <laughs> this quarter of a century, like well, whatever, however long a time it is, like it's realizing that like, and that's the really hard thing in all of this, this self work is like the one day at a time matters and the time passes really quickly matters. Like in uh, on some levels that's, you know, they support each other, and reinforce each other. It's that idea that getting through one day at a time sometimes can feel really hard, but it's realizing I'm going to blink and that day's gone and I'm going to blink and that, you know, that day's gone. And I think that's like something for people out there to think about, like, when things feel really hard, realize that there's another day coming and another day coming. And if you're not on board with like paddling the boat, you're just going to go where the water takes you. And sometimes that's running aground in a place that you don't want to be like, you know, not to carry that metaphor, you know, get into metaphor land for too long, but it is like, you know, you, and I think also, you know, to, to kind of go back into like the, the Christmas things, like it also is, like you said, we put so much thought and feeling and preparation and into it and you blink and it's over. And now we're, we're like, we're recording this in that limbo week, the week between Christmas and new year's. It is like a lost week, isn't it? Like, it's like, it's, it's like the week that, that like, it's almost like it doesn't exist in the year. It's like that week that just like you float through it because I'm like already it's Wednesday. And like I, so I, Christmas was Monday. I took off Tuesday from work. You know, I really, I was away all weekend. So it was like the, everything just flew by. And then like, like today I'm like, oh my God, tomorrow's Thursday. Like I'm going to work tomorrow, Thursday and Friday. Then we're, we're going to do this again, like another three day weekend. Um, and this weekend I'll be working again. I, I drive ride share. So I'll be driving ride share New Year's Eve. Which, um, which we could probably do a half hour on that after it happens. Yeah, I mean, so I'm very, I'm very happy. My dad got me a dashboard cam for Christmas, um, so I can record some of that. But no, it's true. It's like this is a lost week, and like, you know, everybody says like whatever they're gonna do, I'll wait to the first. And 
you know, I always feel like this is the perfect week really to start everything in my mind. Like, you know, don't wait to the first, you know, because everybody, you know, that's too much. I think it's too much pressure you put that on yourself. Like, and I know everybody does it too. Like if you're involved in social media, it is like a big thing to put that big January 1st, new year, new me, let's go. Here we, you know, but you know, I think this is the week to do it while everything's kind of like up in the air, limbo, or even just, this is the week to make the plan. Not just like, say, magic new year. Here we go. It's good. Now everything's going to fall into place. You know, I, I always take this week to reflect one on my year and like what, what I have accomplished. Because I don't want to just look at the negative stuff. I want to look at the positive stuff too. And I actually I came a long way with my mental health this year, which I'm very proud of. Um, and two, like how, what am I doing now going into the new year? And what's the plan? And how is it going to be different than the year before? So that's why I think this year is so important not to just let this week to just fly by. Actually make a plan and make, put some things into action this week. Which, I, you know, and, and, and I think it, the idea of not starting this week comes naturally to people because they want to party on New Year's Eve. And you still they, can. they want to, well, <laughs> well what, I, what it is is like, but I know what, you know, but I think it's that mental thread of, there's, you know, as much as there's that part of us that wants to change and wants to get healthier and do better, there's that other part of us that's like, I'm not going to be able to eat these foods or do these, drink these things for a long time. So I have to like, it's that, it's that normal, you know, Sunday night blow last, last Saturday, last weekend blowout before you start a diet on a Monday amplified by a thousand because it's Christmas, New Year's, like. And I think it's about extending it through the week for some people. You know, I think we all have that. Like, it's like Christmas isn't over yet. Like, I was tempted today to post a, you know, I was going to post something on Instagram and just, you know, just in the sto my stories and be like, um, Christmas was two days ago. You can stop going back to the, the cookie plate now. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, because, it, you know, statistically, it's, it's the other thing. Like, uh, people are right. If our issues with food only existed on holidays, we wouldn't have the problems that we had. Like, you know, it wouldn't, it's not just that, oh my goodness, I ate too much on Christmas and that's, that's why I was fat the whole year. Like, you know, it's that meme, you know, you were fat before the holidays, so don't go, don't start blaming them. Like, I think it's, you know, it's that resistance to change. It's that fear of change. It's that fear of the first, like we as a, ever since we created a calendar with a, with a day one in it, like. I think as a culture, you know, a lot of things have revolved around starting the new year and there's some magic to it. And I think there is, like you said, there's not letting this be a lost week, I think could really be important. And I think there are probably people listening to this like, and now the hard part is this is going to drop towards the end of the week. So <laughs> we'll still, I mean, there's no time not, the present. We're, we're not giving them, a, we're not giving them a lot of time. I'm not a lot of leeway, a lot of lead time. I'm probably going to drop this on Friday. So. But still, well, I mean, well, Friday, even, Saturday, Sunday, but I went into the weekend. You're right that at the very least having, cause I think what tends to happen more so than people getting fully started on the first is they've decided they're going to start the first. So the first arrives and they're hungover from the night before and they're, you know, watching football or laying around or whatever, you know, or having family over. And then it's like the night of the first is like, okay, I'm going to get started this week, so what am I going to do? And 
you can do that, and you can be successful doing that. But if you're listening to this on Friday, and you're ready to get yourself started on on Tuesday or Monday the 1st, imagine using Saturday to its full potential, you know? Imagine using Saturday to maybe, you know, clean out some cupboards and Mm -hmm. clear out some of the things in the house that you know you shouldn't have around, food-wise. Put a food order in. Put a grocery order in. Yeah, put a grocery order in. You know, do some meal planning for the week. Just a basic, you know, because if you're starting a a new plan, like, or you're going back to a plan you've done before, whatever that looks like, and I feel like those are some things we can talk about tonight, like, use the time that you have before, like, even if it's during the day, Sunday, New Year's Eve, you know, if the New Year's Eve festivities don't start till five o'clock, use some time before then, you know, to give yourself that little step up. Because like we've been saying already for the past, you know, 10 minutes, time's going to pass anyway. So use some of that time to your advantage and be ahead of the game. Absolutely. And I think we, we romanticize too the the first of the year, the start of everything, like, you know, then it comes and it's work and, you know, then it's a whole other thing. And, and there's a reason why January 13th is National Quitters Day. It is the uh, the day on average that people will give up on their New Year's resolutions. By the 13th, most people have given up, uh, the majority of people have given up on their New Year's resolutions. And that's, that's not even two full weeks into the new year. See, no. And that's why it's got to have a plan. Well, here's the thing, too. I knew you were going to bring that number up. Yeah. Because you brought it up on your podcast, and I listened to your podcast. What's the name of your podcast yeah. again? Keep Moving Forward. Where can, That can be found on all, all pod, podcasts. Any podcast platforms. platform, and I talk about it every year, you know, because... But here, here's something I want, I want to give you some hope, though. Okay. Because there was a study done by Forbes this year on New Year's resolutions, and the average person's New Year's resolution... They stick to it for 3.74 months. So statistically now, that 13 days has changed. Like, and 6% of people, it becomes permanent. Like, so there's some hope. Like, I, well, I there want is, and I'm, have some I'm hope. Not trying to have some I'm not trying to be doom and gloom like that. Oh, I'm no. just... You know, for, I'm just talking about my experience. And well, no, how I go into it, and I'm not contra- I'm not trying to contradict you or anything, yeah. and start a debate or anything along those lines. What I'm just saying is, like, I've that's the number that I've heard for years, and that people have made that a day. I think I, I think it's that has probably been that day for decades, and I think we've changed as people, and maybe we're getting a little bit better. And that's awesome. If that's like, the case. I if yeah, three point seven four months. Almost four months is almost a third of the year. Now, I'm not saying it's great that a person (laughs) only makes change for a third of the year. But if you think about it this way, if statistically the average, you know, and and the thing is it's like the average, like in the middle, obviously, like there are probably still some people that stop two days in and some people that go the whole year, all of that. But if the average is, is at least a quarter of the year, like, imagine if you made use of that quarter of the year to set yourself up to be successful for the other three quarters. Like, make those, we can make those, and I think it's just also that idea that we can make the numbers change. Like, I was talking that with some, talking about that with someone on the podcast recently. Like, they have said that their biggest win has been they've increased the space between the times that they go off their plan. Like, it's not just, it's not that they've completely corrected the behavior. It's that instead of like falling off their plan, 
it means that they're off it for years. Now, instead, or for months or weeks, now it can be they have an, they make, you know, something happens where they're off plan and they're back on it the next day. Like reducing that space. And, and that goes to something like you were saying, like, I think you're, you're 100% right that I think we, we sometimes, when we, especially when we're, we're in a down space at the end of the year, we focus on what are the things that we didn't do that year? Like, what are the things yeah. that didn't go well? Instead of trying to find something that did. Because there more than likely yes. is something in there that did go well that we don't give ourselves credit for. Yeah, and I, I was talking to my friend Tracy about this. Uh, my friend Tracy Carnazzo, who um, is kind of like my de facto therapist, even though she doesn't probably want to be. But I, uh, I will go to her for most things. And she actually kind of brought it up. Like, you know, just seeing a change in my behavior um, and my mental health, how I how I don't let people, like, you know, use me as a doormat anymore. And and how if somebody, you know, I, I want, here's a, you know, we joke around, I'm unpleasant and this and that. But, like, if you're my friend, I'm a very good friend. I would do anything for anybody. I would, you know, if you needed something... You can call me anytime, day or night. I I would if I had three dollars, I'd give you two. Like you know, I, I I do care about you know my my friends and my family, and I would do anything for them. But people do you know when you are that kind of a natured person, people will all take advantage of that. And I have let people in my life take advantage of that and keep taking advantage of it. And you know, at a certain point, then it's not them. It's, it's the scorpion and the frog. It's my fault. I know who they are, and I'm letting them do this. So what I've done this year is really just n- noticing for myself when people are not, you know, when they're not in it, you know, to, for me and to be, you know, to be there in my life, and I will then just cut it off, and that's it. Done. And I don't, it cut back on my, my stress and my anxiety a lot this year, not like, you know, because we... Yeah, you know, like you, you worry about what somebody else is thinking and doing, and why aren't they calling, and why aren't they doing this? No, if listen, if you, like I told one person who uh, was very good. I thought I thought we were very good friends, and then just kind of like you know fell off the face of the earth, and then wondered why I took them off of social media. I'm like, well, we're not friends anymore, and they're like, whoa. I, I said, my friends actually keep in contact with me. My friends check in on me when things are not so good, and or you know just to make sure things are good. And I said, it's very simple. It's either you're in or you're out. And if you are, awesome. And if you're not, that's cool too. You know, but I'm going to I'm gonna move on. And, you know, your actions will determine that. And, you know, sad to say they they were out. And they were like, oh, no, no, you know, um, this is, you know, I'm in. I'm like, okay, we'll see. And it's just easy for me now to cut ties where the past I would. And what that also leads to then is now I'm feeling miserable bad about myself and then here comes the emotional eating and everything else so getting the the mental part of it this year taken care of was it was a big step for me that's sam i'm still you know i'm still a basket case sometimes but i it's a one step i feel like it would take me a while to overcome that and that's what i'm most proud of this year and now going into the next year i don't have that distraction that's one less thing that's going to push me towards food and, and using it as a coping mechanism which is what this is about like it's about realizing that 
because again, it goes and it goes back to another recent discussion on the show. So people listening are going to probably think I'm repeating myself on some things, but for a lot of us, that making these changes for our weight and our health and all of that, it's not just about changing what we're eating. You know, it's not just about controlling a plate. It's not just about portion. You know, it's that's that's the easy side of it. You know, like in a lot of ways, like there are probably some people listening who struggle with those sides of it, but and like, but really it is about, you know, what are the things on the mental, the mental health side that contribute, that make the controlling the plate harder? You know, are there things that you can work on that are going to be these collateral benefits that are going to help move you forward? And I think sometimes, and what I think often this, you know, there are probably people listening who are nodding their heads. Like what I think happens often is we think you know, we're conscious, we want to work on those, the mental health side of things, or those challenges, or interpersonal challenges, like whatever those personal character, the ephemeral things, the things we can't really touch and measure, but the things that we know we need to work on. We want to do that, while we're also 100% perfect at everything else. You know, while we're working out, you know, X number of times a week, while we're, you know, losing X number of pounds a week, and while and have all of those, and it's like, it's that person in the old timey circus spinning plates on, on, on sticks. And you're trying to spin all the plates at once. And if you spin too many plates, plates are going to start falling. But if you're, if that's a skill you want to learn, you have to start with getting good at one plate at a time, you know, and then you add another plate and then you add another plate. And it really can be about, you know, and it's not, and I'm sure there's also someone listening who's like, yeah, but that's just an excuse to say you're not working on other things. That's, that's not what it is. What it really is is saying that there are things that require energy from our battery. Yes. And they're important things. And if you found something that's a drain on your battery and working on that is going to make a change overall in your life, mm -hmm. work on that thing. You know? Well, I'll give, I'll give you an example just from the comedy standpoint of it. Like when I started doing comedy, um, the most important thing for a comedian to do when they first start is to write and get up. And you think about it, what's the first thing, the most important thing for you to do when you start a, uh, a weight loss journey? Try, you know, monitor your food intake and move, you know, so simple things. And it's like, yeah, you, but if you just focus on that, how do you grow? Well, you, when you start adding little things, then you have to develop a tight seven. And then you have to develop a 15-minute set. And then you start, you know, then but, but while you're doing this, you're still doing the, the basics. You're still writing. You're still getting up. You're still, And all this starts coming into, you know... And then you get like a 30 minute set and now you're featuring and then you move to a headliner and, but it's always the same. It's a lot of move different parts. You just don't come out of the gate doing 60 minutes, you know, and, and everything's fine. You have to build up to it and it takes, it took me to, to get a head to a solid headlining set. It took about six, seven years. I mean, if you, if you think about it that way and, and that, that's what I always like, you know, when people actually brought up in the past, like I had so much patience with that with developing my, my comedy and to a point where like, you know, I, I could, if you tell me to do 60 minutes right now, I could do 60 minutes right now. I don't have to look at notes, nothing, bam. And I could deliver. Um, and I'm not bragging. It's just, I've been doing this for 13 years, almost 14. And it took a, it took a long time for that to happen. And I feel that's the same thing with anything that gave her that's, that's hard. Like, you know, like weight loss is hard. You know, it's it's very easy to say just eat eat less and move, but it's the other things that come into it, the planning and and I think when you start adding all those other little things into it, that's when you start developing a routine and a pattern 
and a change of a change of your life and everything and, and the, the way your life is lived and that's when it kind of like all comes together kind of like a comedy set in a way if that makes any sense to anybody I, that's just how i equate it well no i think it makes complete sense and i think it, it you know comes back to that idea like we are the things that we do consistently and you know people know that and i think there's probably a lot of people out there like how many times tonight am i going to say the people out there um we're going to say it as many times. The, as four, people the four people listening. Um, <laughs> They're huddled around one radio. <laughs> well, I think what I think what also can happen, too, and this is like another thing for, you know, those all those people that we just encouraged to sit down and do some planning for the new year, you know, for what's going to happen on their day one. I also want them to think about the fact that that in and of itself can be an overwhelming process as well. Because what also happens is we sit down, when we sit down and think about, okay, this is, you know, and this is for me, like this is, you know, take people into like, my, how I kind of approach, you know, this whole process of action planning. Like I start with what are my goals? Like, what are my big picture, excuse me, what are my big picture goals? Are they goals that I can break down into, you know, monthly or quarterly or date, you know, what, whatever that looks like defining those goals. And then what are the things I need to be doing to achieve those goals? Like, what does that live? What is that person's life? You know, that person that I want to be, what are they doing on a daily basis? Like, what are the things that they're doing? What are their habits? Like, flesh that character, you know, it's almost like a writing session in a lot of ways. It's like flesh that character out. So then you're going to come up with this list of all of these things, you know, so you may, may come up with a list of like 15 things that you feel like you need to be doing. And you're also going to realize that it's 15 things. And right now you're probably doing two or three of them and you're probably doing two or three of them. Okay. And so now all of a sudden you've got this list of these are the 15 things that I need to be doing to get to that place. I need to start doing all 15 things of those things right now. You know, those are the people that are out there that are like, okay, so, you know, I'm, t I'm and I'm talking this through from the perspective of someone who's really been doing nothing, you know, and they're getting started new year. So it's like, okay, I have to start tracking my food. I have to start, you know, I have to have a plan that I'm going to follow when it comes to my food that I know exactly what that looks like. I have to be, you know, shopping to, to prep myself for that plan. I have to, you know, I have to, I have to start meal prepping. I'm not meal prepping. And one of my big problems is I eat out every day at work, you know, or I order food to my office. So I'm going to cook all of, you know, that this is a big one. A lot of you out there, if this is something you're thinking about, please listen. Like, you know, the person that is eating out two meals a day, three meals a day, and immediately decides, you know, with the new year, I'm going to weigh, track and measure every bite that I have. And I'm going to cook all of my food. I haven't cooked food in years. I'm going to start cooking all of my food. Okay. I also have to work out. I need to physically move my body every day. So four days a week, I'm going to go in the gym. And three days a week, I'm going to do a walk at my lunch break. So seven days a week, I'm going to be active. And then I'm going to do this. And part of my part of my problem is I isolate myself. So I'm going to call a new person every day and have a conversation. Like you come up with this list of things that when you're excited and motivated, feels 100% doable. Like one, you know, and is this, this is when I go down the, the, the negative side, I, I'm a hundred percent sitting here telling you, you're not going to do it. You are not going to be a hundred percent perfect on day one. You're not, yeah, gonna, you're yeah. not, you're not going to start building 15 new habits on that first day. So if instead you take that list of those 15 things that you want to be doing and you prioritize it and you say from the perspective of what are the things that I feel like I can manage right now? And what are the things that are most important? And you kind of combine those lists and you're going to come up with this list where now, okay, at the top, 
let me let me start with one or two things. Let me start with two or three things maximum that I'm going to start doing. And once I prove to myself that I can do those things consistently, I'm going to add something else in, or I'm going to allow those things to grow. Like we, like you said, like especially January one starts, we put so much pressure on ourselves to go from zero to a hundred that we forget that there's 99 numbers in between, like, or almost a hundred, you know, 99, yeah, 99 numbers. I'm doing math. Um, 99 numbers. <laughs> no, there's 99 numbers in between. There's 99 miles per hour in between that zero to a hundred. And so if you're at zero in that first week, you're at 20 miles an hour, you're doing so much better than you were when you were at zero. And you have to find a way to remind yourself that you're doing so much more than you were doing to begin with, you know, and that's that working on the mindful side of things. And how do I check in with myself and track my progress, all of those pieces, but don't allow yourself to stack the deck so high against you on day one that by day 13, you're, you're out of the game, you know? No, I, absolutely. I always, and I, what I do, you know, cause I know what to do. It's probably I know what to do. I mean, it's not a mystery. Um, I start small. Like I, I, and that's the thing too, like I used to, you know, especially it's harder to, if you've lost a lot of weight, then gain some of it back. And like, you want to lose all of it now in one day and it's not, not possible. So, you know, that's also something that you can, you know, I struggle with, but what I do now is I just start small. Like what's the one thing I could do to, to change my week a little bit very easily. I do a food shopping. I plan my meals. I make, and I don't pick difficult things to cook either the first week. I don't go all crazy like I'm going to make like the healthiest version of lasagna and this stuff. I don't know. Like, what can I do that I think tastes good and that I can make and stay with this week and I'll make my breakfast and my lunch and my dinner and I'll like, let me do this this week and now when that week is done, okay, let's do it again. Like that kind of thing and that's how you build upon it and I don't just like, out of the gate, I've realized Exactly what you were saying, man. Like, he can't go zero to a hundred um, because one, you will fall flat on your face. You will burn yourself out very quickly, and it's not realistic. It's you know you didn't get to where you are. It wasn't zero to a hundred. It was actually slower than you think over time, and it's going to take that way to do it. Like there's no ma as I said too. There's no magic pill. There's no magic anything to to just to get rid of this weight it, it's it's work it's it's planning it's like anything else that you want in life and for me what i do is is the is just plan my meals for the week and be like okay this is what i'm having monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday for breakfast <coughs> excuse me um for lunch and then dinner i usually like to keep it somewhat spontaneous like what am i feeling that day but like still like Nothing where I don't have the stuff in the house. So I like to have, like, you know, the food in the house. And that's how I get back on track faster. Or not, not I mean, that's a bad choice of word, but um, with more ease than just going out of the gate, balls to the wall, zero to 100. Okay, time for a quick break to talk about the show's sponsor, which is John Shane's Performance Gains. John is a frequent guest on the program. You know him as the Keto Road. And he's created two products that I use regularly, including the True Endurance Caffeine-Free Pre-Workout. So you, it's a pre-workout you can take in the morning, at night, in the afternoon, and not worry about it affecting your ability to sleep or anything along those lines. And it also has a great boost of energy from ketones. Energize Reds is a recovery drink. 
It's got super fruit, antioxidants, a boost of electrolytes, and a little bit of matcha tea in there to give you energy and also help you recover from your workouts. It's something you want to take regularly, and I take it daily. So if you are interested in either of these products, use the link in the show notes and our new code, which is Fat Guy. so John will know if you're coming from this show. And if you're looking to support the program and try something new for yourself, this is a great way to get into it. So if you have any questions about these products, you can let me know because I'm using them. But also, go check them out. Link in bio. Use that code FATGUY. Save yourself 5% and support the show. Back to the program. No, I think think that that's great advice. And all of what we're talking about is really what someone who is putting together a New Year's resolution needs to be thinking about. Like, if you are, like, I don't... Because you, you, everyone and their cousin is out there on social media right now saying that if you you make a, a New Year's resolution, you're a loser. Like, no one does that anymore. Like, and it, on some levels, they may be good intentioned or they're just jerks. Um, but if you're someone out there who, like, knows that you need to make a change and you're looking to do that, like, here's the, you know, the other, I keep tangenting in ways that I don't want to. But if you're not ready to start on January 1st, don't feel bad about starting on January 2nd or 4th or 5th or 6th. Like, you gotta, you gotta start somewhere and some when, and time's gonna, like we said, time's gonna pass anyway. But make sure that you have a plan. So if, if January 1st, you end up just starting to work on your plan, that's, that's, that's what I'm trying to get across, is that that is starting. Like, if January 1st, you don't, lockstep in everything perfect with the way the rest of your year is going to be don't think that you're a failure and that you're already losing you know heading out the gate don't think that you're behind the eight ball already like whatever whatever cheesy metaphor you want to use like understand that planning and preparation can be a really big part of success because it can be about educating yourself about something new that you're trying or feeling like you can join in you know, if you know someone who's doing a 30 day challenge and you find out about it 10 days in and you want to join in, join in 10 day, you know, no, <laughs> we put a lot of rules on ourselves and rules on our lives, like, you know, that we have to follow specific patterns of, of behavior and starting on January 1st is one of them. Like if you don't start on the first, you're a failure, you know, and then, yeah. <laughs> and how many people out there I've done it when I didn't start on, <clears throat> when I wanted to start on January 1st and I didn't, what was coming next? February 1st. Like, it, it's it's like you get into your head like there'll be another first, you know. It's always the first, always a Monday. Yeah, there may have been there may have been a little bit of a of a I could start next Monday, but it's like well now I'm not even I'm already so far behind. Let's just wait till February. Like when I got started, it was it was Valentine's Day weekend, February you know of 2017, like February 14th. Like I don't you know, and it literally was like an overnight switch. Like I was I was up till four, you know, three o'clock in the morning cleaning crap food out of my house but you know which is nice in my neighborhood you you've you've been to the neighborhood i was that i was living in at that time uh going out to that dumpster you know in in the pitch black dark at, at night not the safest but i did it no. anyway to get out of the you house did i did it to get it out of the house but i want you to think about like because one of the big messages i want people to take away from this discussion isn't just like tricks and tips or anything along those lines but to realize that the whole idea of getting yourself to start moving forward is important. And if you tie that to a day, great. If you don't tie that to a day, even greater. Like, but understand that moving ourselves forward doesn't always look as picture perfect as we think it's going to be. You know, it's not, 
I lost 15 pounds the first week. If three out of the four days of that week, it was about getting, you know, getting yourself the food that you needed and getting a plan together and meal planning and, you know, teaching. There are probably some people out there who need to learn how to cook some things that they've never cooked before. Like, do I have an appliance that I need or a pan or whatever it is? Understand that that time counts. Like, see yourself, see those things as wins. Like, it's that whole idea of, you know, if you need to spend time working on your mental health, even if that's what you've decided, like, not everyone's New Year's resolutions are about weight loss. I think, you know, a huge percentage of them are. Like, and I don't have that statistic. I probably could have looked that up and I didn't. So I apologize people, but that's what we all, we all see it. Whatever you, whatever your resolution is about, like feel ready. And also like part of planning, you know, also, cause I'm a, you know, I'm a planner. I'm one of those people that enjoys, you know, planning a social event, things along those lines. Like if I'm going to be involved with it, like that sort of thing. But what I really mean by planning is not just what that plan, you know, having a plan that's written out on paper, but more so the idea that you've taken those goals that you have, that resolution, and you're turning it into something that's actionable. Like, I love the word, I I use it all the time, the word actionable. Like, what's actionable in this situation? Like, what can I control? What can I control? But if you're sitting there and your New Year's resolution is to get healthier in 2024, what does that mean? Like, get better, way less. What does that mean? Like, what are these, we, we create vagary sometimes when we're setting these goals for ourselves. Like, and I think you need to be specific. Like, it doesn't mean that I have to say I'm going to lose X number of pounds in X number of days. But I mean, like, if I'm going to get, I want to get better, you know, I want to work out more. What does, what does work out more mean? Like, how much are you working out right now? And how much more do you want to do? Like, what does that actually look like? So then you can tell if you're actually moving forward when you're working on those things. Go ahead. Yeah. And I was saying, like, I mean, like I said, I was talking to my friend Tracy about this. And I actually, we talked about, this is so, so funny that we're talking about this now because I just had the, this, this conversation. And, you know, I came to the realization, like, I'm never going to be skinny. That's not my body. That's not who I am. Like, I lost over 200 pounds. I was still, you know, and that's, I think that's the kind of thing that tripped me up as well is because I was so frustrated with myself that I still weighed what I weighed at, you know, after dropping over 200 pounds. But, like, what I what I never, what I should have focused more on was, you know, how I felt and how my body was moving. So, for me, like, when I say I want to be healthy in 2024, it's eating better. It's feeling better physically um, from the effects of eating cleaner and moving my body. And also feeling better mentally, and that all that all coinciding with each other. And I, I got I got I'm sad. I'm, I'm not even worried about you know being a thin guy or being skinny. And um, and listen, I think we all well, we've all been guilty of it, you know. And I think social media, especially pre pandemic, played a one of the negative side effects it had is that we had to look a certain way. And be a certain way for pictures and transformations and things like that. And I felt my I found myself getting into that that vicious cycle. And now looking back at it, like I was like, you know, I, I had a, a couple weeks ago, I had a, a pretty bad breakdown. Uh, I'll admit it. Uh, Christmas was coming up. I was sad about that. And a picture came up on my Facebook, you know, on this day. And I'm looking at this picture of myself, and I'm like, God damn, like I look, I look good. 
you know, and I knew, I knew I weighed at the time, you know, I, I knew what I weighed and I'm like, now I would like kill the weight that amount. But I'm like, I remember when I took that picture and I remember like, I didn't even want to post it. I, I picked it apart. I picked every flaw I had apart. And like, I'm like, no one's going to, you know, think that this is a, what a weight loss person should look like and, or that he actually lost weight. And, um, and I had like a breakdown about it like that. I, I let everything slip away and. I messed it up, and I, I can take full accountability for that. But it's um for me now in this coming year, what I'm planning on is just being my my version of healthy is not just a vague term. It's it's about feeling better and about just life being um not that is held back um, by the by things I'm not doing like. Like taking care of myself. Like I, I know that if I do the little things, like if I eat, if I eat seventy five percent cleaner, uh, if I move my body seventy five percent more, if I will do these little things, I know that my quality of life in, t in this next year and my overall happiness and well being will be better based on those steps. And I think the important thing in there, what you're sharing, you know, and that I would you know, even throw back at you is making sure that you or the person out there or me, we, when we say better, we know what that means. Like what is, cause I think you have an answer for that. Like we could sit down and we could dissect each of those things you were talking about and you could probably very clearly lay that out. I'm not saying that you have to do that right now. Uh, because honestly it's, <laughs> it's getting late out there for you. You're, I, I, I kept you up past eight o'clock. Um, I'm but, up. I'm up, man. This is what I do. But I think like it's that idea of under having that understanding of what that means for you, like under you know, and you know, going back, you know, what you're talking about with the the picture piece and breakdowns, and we all have those moments, and we all go through those things, and I've been through those things, and it's been you know, like you said, it's been a rough holiday season. You know, lost my mom this summer, like, but I think one of the things that, you know, always pops into my head during those moments is, and this is where I'm like a stupid broken record. It's like, okay, I gave myself that time to feel those feelings. What can I control right now? You know, about this thing that's upsetting me. What do I have actual control over? And that's, and that I think is the hardest thing for all of us that struggle with these issues is that line between feeling like I was so out of control when that happened to I'm in control of what I do now. Like, is it one or the other? Or is it that at some point there was always some control, but it's like abdicating that control, like allowing it, you know, allowing it to go in that direction because either we didn't care or we were dealing with something else or using food in that moment for something else. Like, I think that's, because I think there are a lot of people out there that argue like, if you have no control, like the only way to fix dealing with weight issues is surgery or, or medicine. Like, but if really, if it's in between all of that, you know, and there is, can be that sense of what are, what are the things I can control right now? Like, what are the things that I can control today? You know, and sometimes it's, it's not the hundred things that we want to be in control of. Like, sometimes we have to realize that 50 of those things aren't things that we have any control over, you know, like when the emotions hit, like <laughs> you're going to get overwhelmed by emotions you don't really say, you know, it's not like you get up in the morning and you think, you know what? I would really love to spend two hours crying later. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to panic attack at four o'clock. Right. I would love, 
<laughs> I honestly, like, you know what? I had a panic attack scheduled for 7 o'clock tonight, but I want it to be over before the game starts. So if I could move that up to 2 o'clock, that would be great. Like, <laughs> there are things that are outside of our conscious control, but there are yeah. things that are in our control. And this is one of the... I was talking with, with someone else about this, um, someone else who's been on the show before, uh, Chance, yesterday, like... One of the things that I think is the hardest thing about correcting our behavior when it comes to food and weight and health and all of those things is you hit a point where you are conscious of what you have control over and you're still not controlling it the way that you say you want to, you know, like you're still making active choices that are not moving you towards your goals for the same reasons that you were before that were we were before I was before. But now I'm conscious of the fact that I'm making that choice. Like, so that's a hard zone to get through because it's like, you can, because it can push you further into that place of beating yourself up and repeating those cycles. Like, I know I shouldn't be eating X, Y, or Z, but I am. And either I commit to wanting to work on that or I let myself be like, well, look, I'm just screwing this all up. Like, don't let the negative, don't let the negative waves take over when you start to become more mindful, when you start to work on the mental health side of things. So you become more conscious of what's triggering behavior and what am I responding to? Like, especially when you're someone that uses food for emotional reasons and you acknowledge that and learn about it and start to identify what situations trigger it. It can be one of those things where you can, you know, you should be do, doing something else to handle that trigger and you still make the choice to use the food in that moment. It's like, why did I do that to myself? Like, am I going to just beat myself up over that? Or am I going to let it be what that it happened and work on being more conscious about it? Like there's a difference between making excuses for yourself and giving yourself grace in different situations. And that I think is really important, especially someone that's just getting started. You know, again, new year, new me, like understand one. I hate the phrase new year, new me. And I was going to fit that in, you know, somewhere. <laughs> well, because you're, you're the same person. Like, yes. it's also why I hate, like, here I go. I'm being very controversial. Um, I hate the, influ the the mega influencers out there, like the Goggins, Jockos, all those people that want you to, you know, and tell you to kill your clone. You know, you got to destroy the old you. You got to get rid of that person. Like you got to kill the, you got to bury the old you and become a new person. I feel like that's pretty language, you know, and it's fun to think. But the reality, you know, as now that I'm sitting here 50 years old, you're always the same person, you know, and the more you own being the same person, the more I think you get actually in touch with being able to change behavior because you don't have, you don't have someone else to blame anymore. And I think sometimes people get into a blame game of that's, I did stuff the old me would do. It's like, well, the old, the old you is still here breathing. Like it's, it's all you, it's all you. So have a new year. Have a new goal, have new stuff, but understand, you know, and be kind to the fact that you're giving the gift of making change to the you that has existed through all these things, that has mm -hmm. survived all of these things, all these traumas, or or, yes. or the fact, you know, let's let's be a hundred percent honest. Like for those of us that have been north of five hundred pounds, we and are still here breathing, we survived that. You know, no no matter who out there <laughs> wants to say you can be healthy at every size. If you survive being over 500 pounds for more than a few minutes, like you're, for years of your life, you have come through some things that 
it's time to honor yourself and acknowledge that your body carried you through all of that and is still kicking. It's still there. Like acknowledge the things that you can control and the things that you can change. Work on letting go of the things that you can't and, and work on giving yourself grace for those times that you're not perfect. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to keep ranting. I, I, no, it's okay. Oh. I was, he actually hit like the point I was going to hit. Um, I was going to say that like, you know, it is pretty language saying, uh, new year, new me, or that's the old me. And it's, again, it's clickbait. And like, I was kind of what I was talking about before about pre-pandemic social media and, and getting these likes and follows and stuff like that, because it is true. Like, you know, I was going to, I was actually the point I was going to give, you are the person, you, you know, this person that you think is so broken and beaten down, you know, they, they, they got there, they survived. They're here now ready to make that change. And you have to, I, I, and I was one of those people too, that was like the old me, the old me. I'm like, no, the, the, it's still me. Um, I, I wish there was somebody different. Maybe that was part of the problem that, you know, I, I was trying to escape from, but no, you know, and I ignored some of the, the, my own red flags, but it's true. Like I got myself to 44 years old and it's been a roller coaster. There's been a lot of ups and downs in my life and, you know, things that I, that I wish didn't happen that happened, whether it be personal or weight loss or whatever. And I am, I'm, I'm very thankful I'm still here, you know, especially, you know, I've had a couple of health scares, you know, that, that actually made me realize I, I'm okay. Like, you know, I had my gallbladder attack last year. I didn't know what it was. I felt like my, my, my stomach and chest were about to explode. And when they ran every test on me, I was, for somebody who was north of 500 pounds for most of his adult life, I was very healthy. I didn't have any, any damage to my, my, my organs. My blood pressure is 110 over 50, over like 70 or 60. Um, I don't have diabetes. I, I'm like, I'm lucky that these, all these things, you know, but then again, you're also burning the candle at both ends. But, you know, I look at that as a positive, like, you know, my body is getting me through this. It's like, hey, it's like saying, hey, listen, you know, even though you keep beating the shit out of me, I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to still give you the best possible, you know, physical thing I can do to, to what, when you get, get a hold of this, we're going to get through it. And to say that that's the old me and to throw that away, that'd be just a big disrespect to, to myself and to my, my, my physical being, I think. Well, because... When you go through a transformation or a change or lose weight or whatever phrase you want to use and you get to that place that you quote unquote want to be, it's that quote unquote old you that carries you to that place. Like understand that it's not like it's, it's not like you wake up a new person trapped in the old person's body. That's not how it works. Like that's a fun mind game, but it's not how it works. Like understand, you know, and I, I, I and I have friends that love the, you know, I killed my clone today thing. And like, and we tease each other about it. And I get that if it's someone that, if, if you're someone that it works for, great. But I just encourage you to realize that you're not killing the person that you were, you know, you're taking care of that person. Like you're showing that person gratitude for what that person, what you've gotten yourself through, you know, and the work that you've done and the place that you've gotten yourself, you know, to. The, the mental place that you've gotten yourself to that you're ready to make change. Like, I just think that that is really, 
that that's powerfully important. Like regardless of what journey a person wants to start this week or next week or six weeks from now, like don't ever, you know, don't let yourself get so bogged down by what's come before that you don't see the possibility of the future. Like, you know, we all live in, we all live in reg regret at times, like, and things that we wish we had done differently and, you know, things we wish we hadn't done. They don't, the technology doesn't exist to change that right now, you know? <laughs> and if we follow the theories of, you know, some of the movies that have come out, like all we would do if we went back in time to change it was create an alternate universe. Like, and then you got to try to fix that one and then think wacky hijinks ensue. Like, we can't go back and change anything. We can just define what happens next. Like what, what happens as we move forward. Like it's a literal moving forward through time. Like, and I'm not doing that to just keep branding this. Like really, I promise <laughs> Plus, I'm not. I changed the name. I changed the name a couple years ago right. for that exact reason. That's the exact, what you're saying is the exact reason is because you have to move forward. You have to move on. You have to keep pushing forward somehow. And it's not easy, but you have to. And that's, you know, that, that, I think that's the that's what we we've been talking about this whole time, you know. And I I feel like we could probably go on for another hour. Um, I'm gonna try to wrap us up a little bit. I hope that people <laughs> listening. Well, I hope it's just been you know good for people to hear us talking about these things and our perspective on them and kind of what we've yeah. come through. And you know, I do want us to have a minute, you know, or more than a minute at the end, obviously to to share. Is there is there anything that you are starting or looking forward to in the new year that you want to, you know, you want to share with people or things you're getting in line. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I'm just still getting over being sick. Um, yeah, no, I, again, I've, I've been planning on my, my way of attacking this again. And it is like kind of what I talked about. Uh, I'll be doing Weight Watchers still. Um, a couple of reasons. It, it, it works for me when I work it. It's, I feel comfortable. I feel safe in a, in a program um, when you're doing something, I think, as far as like, you know, taking that leap and doing something, you, you need to feel a little safe in what you're doing and have some trust. Um, and, I, and I have that with Weight Watchers. So I'll be doing, I'm going to be doing that again. And it's my, it's prepping. It's having the food in the house. It's when I leave here in the morning to go to work, not having to think about what am I eating today? Because that's where it gets dangerous. That's where if I don't have breakfast made and I pull into Dunkin' to get my coffee, an egg sandwich and a donut ends up in the in the car, you know, and that kind of thing. I don't have my lunch. Well, I'm door dashing now, you know, something that I shouldn't, I, that I didn't want to be eating. So to me, it's it's just it's those little steps I'm going to be doing, um, and I got to I got to move my body more. I, I realize that especially after this weekend being away in a in a hotel where, you know. Not everything's just down the hall. Mm -hmm. I had a, you have to walk a lot, and uh, I I got to move more. So that's I'm gonna just focus on on the way I started getting more steps in when I first started working out. I would just every hour on the hour get up from my desk because I you know my I do have a sedentary job. I, I run a service department at a generator company. It does require me to be at my desk most of the day. I have to answer the phone and emails. Um, but every hour on the hour, I would just get up and I just walk around the warehouse just a quick, you know, just to get the blood flowing. And I noticed when I did that, like, you know, at the end of the day, I would have more energy. I would have more motivation to do something after work as well. 
So that's where, or my body wanted me to do more, you know, after work. Imagine that, your body actually wants to move. Um, so that's where I'm going to start with the things I can control in, in this upcoming year. And um, my plan for that is, like I said before, I'm going to do a food shopping. I'm going to order my food um, before, the, you know, when the weekend hits. This way, when, you know, it's time to go back to work on Tuesday, there's nothing to think about. It's all, it's all done and ready to go. There you go. I like it. Yeah. I like it, man. I think that's good stuff. I <laughs> yeah, think, I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to, you know, shock you, or, but I um, would like to head into the new year and lose lose a few pounds. Um, you, you can sit <laughs> down, um, but I'm. Well, believe I've been sitting. I do. Yeah, I, f I figured you were on a treadmill the whole time while we were talking. Oh yeah, I'm just doing um, like I'm doing some doing some laps. Cardio. Um, <laughs> yeah, cardio. But for me, so for me, <clears throat> January first is going to start. I've got a group of guys I'm in this group chat with, and. Someone said, I think we all should do World Carnivore Month together. So we're doing World Carnivore Month, which for me, I, I don't intend on, I'm not a guy, I've done Carnivore, I've done World Carnivore Month several times, it's January, for people who didn't know. Um, carnivore is just eating animal-based, so meats, eggs, cheeses, animal fats, pretty much are your, is your li salt is your life for, for the month. Um, I like doing a challenge that I know is going to have an ending. Um, and I have a plan for when I exit a challenge. So that's like something that I think is really important. Dropped a new blog about that this week. If anyone's interested, ketoroad.com, um, specifically about carnivore and, and those pieces. But, um, for me, it's, it's a, it's like a clearing out thing, not a detox. Cause like your, your kidneys take care of detoxing your body. So anyone out there, anyone out there looking to spend money on detox teas this month, let me save you some cash. It's, it's bullshit. Your kidneys clean, clean out your body. That's how that works. Like, drink a little water. Yeah, yeah drink some more water. <laughs> That's all you, or, you know, you start a new vitamin regimen, you're going to pee it all out. Like, anyway. Um, yeah, I, drink I, water, I, eat asparagus, it'd be amazing yeah, what happens. I could, rant on, <laughs> I could rant on these things for hours. But for me, it's the idea of like, especially holiday season, there's a lot of like keto treats around and high, you know, more processed keto foods that I'm normally used to. So I like to kind of clear it out. January gives me a good time to do that. And honestly, I also sometimes like throughout most of the year, I'm not really putting a lot of focus on like doing fun things with me. That should be a sound clip that someone steals and does something with. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited that I got, I got some fun beats coming up, you know, for anyone who's not following me, follow me. Cause you're going to, you're going to see some fun beats. And I don't really know. What that is, mean. I don't know what that means. Like really, no, I don't know what it is. Like, come see the fun. Is, uh, like, I remember you did carnival before and it looked like, you know, it's like kind of like Joe Rogan-esque, like what he posts. Like, just, it's like, it's really, and you're, you're, you seem like you're a really good cook. The food looks awesome. So, I mean, it definitely is uh, something that you should check out because, well, I'm saying, I, I know why, you know, when I, when I see the, the, the food and everything, I'm like, oh my God, I want to do carnivore if it's like that. Mm. Well, that's because, you know, you, and, and let's also be realistic, people, like, you take a picture and then things become a mess. Like, especially yeah. when I have, like, I'm one of those people, like, I have no qualms about food touching on a plate. You know, there's people out there. I know if their food touches on a plate, they freak out about it. I almost would rather eat almost every meal like mixed up in a bowl. So it's like I, I line things like especially when I make a cob salad and I make it look really pretty with like the lines of ingredients in the bowl. <laughs> Two seconds later, 
that that crap is all that's all mixed up like in the same way when i I post something it's like everything looks like it's got a nice little pile Mm -hmm. the second after i take that picture i just it's all together it's one big pile of mush well, I'll also say, like, nine times out of ten, a second after I take the picture, I've dropped the plate, probably, or spilt something, or, <laughs> you know, I'm a disa- I'm a living, walking disaster, so, that's... Well, I also, I think when you're cooking, here's, the, you know, um, when you're cooking healthier, sometimes some foods are a little more, like, rice is a little more bland, this and that. Mm-hmm. When I add everything together, it's because there's so many flavors, then, that take over everything. It's like and a flavor it, explosion it, in your mouth. It make yeah, it makes it more enjoyable to eat instead of just being like I'm eating chicken and rice and it's very boring. No, I'm have I've got chicken and rice all together, some seasoning in here. I threw this and that, you know. And it's just to me, it makes it taste better, which uh, for me is a big thing because I like I like I like does it taste good? Like most people, yeah. I think well, I think that's that's what we'll end on. Um, <laughs> Anthony likes things Captain that Obvious. Taste, yeah, Anthony enjoys things that taste. For those of you who don't know, <clears throat> Anthony likes things that taste good. I'm running on that platform in, in 2024. Yep. Well, Anthony, we this has this is not a traditional episode of the show, so we're gonna we're not gonna do the Fat Guy Five. I probably okay. should have I should have probably come up with like a fun New Year's one, and like wouldn't that be exciting, people? If I had done that, someone remind me yeah. to do that for next year. I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> I prompt. That's my goal. My New Year's resolution is next year's New Year's episode is gonna really have an awesome Fat Guy Five, but. I, Anthony and I are going to continue talking for a few minutes for the Patreon, even though I'm just letting him know about that right now. Um, so if you are not subscribed to the Patreon, subscribe so you can get those bonus episodes as we head into the new year. Um, there's actually, there's like 55, you might be 55, I think. So there's there's a ton of them there, people. Like, more than you're, you're able to handle. Um, so sign up for the Patreon, hear the after discussions. Anthony, I just want to say a huge thank you for um, hanging out. It's always good when we get to talk, especially if we get to talk quote unquote live. But if anyone is interested in you, your podcast or anything that you're doing, man, where do they find you? Go with my Instagram page at comic Anthony D. Uh, and this is a simple link for the podcast is anchor.fm slash KMF podcast. It's available at all, all platforms. Um, you know, Spotify, he's got the video option if you like that. You like to see my, uh, my face and my hair, which is awesome. You can check that out on Spotify. But otherwise, yeah, Comic Anthony D's got the, all the links too. Nice. Well, I'll make sure that that's in the show notes for this episode, man. Just a big thank you so much for, for spending some time here. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Definitely. And everyone out there, connect with Anthony. His information's in the show notes. Connect with me at Gourmet Goes Keto, especially if you want to see. I have pork belly i'm going to be cooking i have duck breasts nice. i'm excited about duck breasts i love duck breasts and i found some the other day i have these massive flintstone looking steaks i gotta do something with so the meat if you like the meats now's the time to follow there people. we go and check out all the links in the show notes and all of those those great things and you know i don't know what else to tell you people remember go out there today do something to amaze yourselves because you're the most amazing people i know And have a kick-ass start to your 2024, everyone. Regardless of where you're starting it at, know that you're you're the person at the wheel. So enjoy heading on that heading on that long road ahead till we we get to talk about 2025. Take care of yourselves, y'all. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum.